Today's episode of A Pushing History is about progressivism, so stay tuned. episode of A Pushing History. Today's episode will focus on progressivism in the 1912 election. I'm your host, Augie Pabst. And I'm your historical expert, Jordan McGlala. Today we are going to take a deep dive into the progressivism movement, the formation of progressivism, and the effects of progressivism had on the election of 1912. So, let's get started. I believe that the best way to explain the 1912 election is to understand progressivism. So, Jordan, what exactly is progressivism? Well, progressivism, at its heart, was a movement that aimed to reform the United States, but it also became incorporated into politics. Progressive philosophies were prominent platforms that three elected United States presidents ran on during their presidential race. These presidents, including the winner of of the 1912 election, Woodrow Wilson. Okay, so if progressivism tried to reform the United States, what was it that progressivists tried to fix? Okay, progressivists, as you said, were people who saw the United States as corrupt, so they resolved to try to fix urbanization, industrialization, immigration, and corruption within politics. It also focused on a few other issues in the country, such as modernization, prohibition, and women's suffrage. This was all to try to bring the United States to a more current time. So they tried to outlaw child labor and alcohol because they exhibited an older, less developed part of the United States? Exactly. Okay, so since progressivism was prominent in the 1912 election, was that when it started? Not exactly. The movement actually became in the in the 1890s, but it became widely known in the elections of the 1900s. In order to get the word out, many progressives would actually engage in an act called muckraking, which was essentially a form of journalism where the journalists would bring attention to all the issues in the country at the time. So muckraking is how the word got out about progressivism? I know there were two leading political parties. One was Theodore Roosevelt's Progressive or Bull Moose Party, which is different because he was already president under the Republican Party. Yeah, so Theodore Roosevelt was actually the youngest president in the history of the United States at the time. He was 43 years old when he was elected. He also won the Nobel Prize for his work as president. And if you know Mount Rushmore, his face is one of the four on the mountain. He also strengthened the military, he created the Panama Canal, and he was even awarded the Medal of Honor in 2001. So why did Theodore Roosevelt run for president in 1908? After President McKinley was assassinated in 1901, Roosevelt, as his vice president, was assigned the new role of president of the United States. Then, in 1904, he chose to run again for president. I know that there were two leading political parties. One was Theodore Roosevelt's Progressive or Bull Moose Party. 
and the other one was the Lincoln Roosevelt League Republicans. But what exactly was the Bull Moose Party? Well, it was a political party founded by Theodore Roosevelt that was most prominent during the 1912 United States election. The official name of the party is better known as the Progressive Party, which reflects on their progressive beliefs. Roosevelt founded the party after his close relationship with the future president, William Howard Taft, ended due to deferring beliefs in what progressive policies were. Taft would then force Roosevelt out of the Republican Party, which enabled Roosevelt to start the Progressive Party. After Roosevelt lost the election, he would he would leave the party and it would collapse because of it. We've talked about progressivism leading up to the election of 1912, but what were the results of the election? Woodrow Wilson would end up winning the presidency over the incumbent William Howard Taft and Theodore Roosevelt. Wilson would round up 6,293,454 in the popular vote, which resulted in 435 electoral votes to beat the combined 96 electoral votes for Taft and Roosevelt. Wilson ran away with that election due to the conflict and turmoil with the Republican Party. What are the commonalities between the platforms of the presidential candidates? Although Roosevelt and Woodrow's plans were very opposing, their intentions and goals were very similar as they were two impactful progressive political figures. They both aimed at democratizing and reforming the political process by political and economic means. They both strongly disagreed with more radical platforms such as the Socialist Party of America, and they strived to appeal to the voters in the middle of the political spectrum. Their strong progressive social policies and means of reform strengthened the impact of the election of 1912 and the development of America's political identity. How about the differences? Theodore Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson were two conflicting progressive political leaders who had many distinctions as well as similarities in terms of their beliefs. Roosevelt left the Republican Convention, which was controlled by Taft, and formed the Progressive Party in 1912. One of the policies Roosevelt believed in was the federal control over the business industries, which was against Woodrow's system of limiting government power. Roosevelt also focused on social justice reforms for women, such as social welfare programs and minimum wage. However, Woodrow's, Woodrow's plans differed from Roosevelt's policies because he was interested in a reform plan which had the main purpose of limiting government control over the people. His triple wall of privilege ensured this goal, allowing for the free enterprise system to thrive, meaning that entrepreneurs and citizens had more regulation over their businesses and property. Progressivism was a major role in the election of 1912, but Jordan, what were the actual effects of progressivism in the election? Well, Woodrow Wilson's main running platform was called New Freedom. It was a progressive platform that was inspired by the agrarian society that Thomas Jefferson had in mind. It also addressed what was called the triple wall of privilege, which consisted of banks, tariffs, and trusts. The goal was to dissolve these privileges, or at the bare minimum, make them much smaller. Wilson saw these big businesses as a threat to our democracy 
and he has been quoted in saying, the government which was designed for the people has gone into the hands of the bosses and their employers, the special interests. An invisible empire has been set up above the forms of democracy. With all that, that is the time that we have here on A Pushing History. Thank you, Jordan McLaughlin, for your information on progressivism. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for tuning in. And we'll see you next time when we discuss imperialism and Cuban independence here on A Pushing History.